just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. Welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcasts with myself, Justin, and Meals. And I want to let you guys know this episode is powered by the Popeye Spicy Chicken Sandwich. Oh, is it? Have you've had it? All right, all right. Powered. I literally just had the last bite before we hit record on the show, <clears throat> and I must say, is it lived it up? It, it lives up to the hype. It's as advertised. It is fire. Yeah. Lives up to the hype, just like Sasha Banks' return. Okay. Uh, which we're going to talk about today. Right. Well, and, uh, you've you've had uh, you've been very very uh, I would like to say very very I don't want to say problematic, but I definitely do want to say um, to a sect of an audience of people who are professional wrestling fans, you have managed to get under their skin once again. I'm not sure how you do it. I'm not sure why people continue. <laughs> to uh how would i engage yeah to engage i mean if it doesn't matter it's just you don't agree just like but people continue to engage people feel very strongly about this entire thing an ordeal that we're talking about um do you want to say any final words to how your mentions and or uh well let, let's just get to the background of it all right okay where it's where it all started. Okay. Is, we're just going to pop it off with it. Because this is powered by the spicy chicken sandwich. Oh, so uh, spicy episode. Uh-huh. Power, powered by Popeyes this week. Okay. Um, let me just say right now. This started because I saw a tweet from Voices of White Supreme. I'm sorry. Uh, Voices of oh. Wrestling. Okay. <clears throat> where they said, basically, WWE can't touch New Japan in any way, shape, or form. You know, the, the Kenta turn was incredible. It was the best turn since Hogan. And, you know, they can't touch him in this, there, this, that, and the third. And so I said, well, I mean, no. Like, you know, that's purely, it's, that's opinion. You know, that's not the fact. And I said, you know what? Like, and I'm watching, this is as I'm watching Raw, by the way. So it's late. It's it's like 9 p.m. my time. What, 10 p.m.? She came at 10, right? 10 o'clock, right? Yeah, she came at 10 o'clock hour. She's big time, man. Come on. So she came at 10 o'clock hour. I said, man, I heard that pop. And we're going to talk about this more at length. But I was like, I heard that pop. And I was like, this is, you know, this is a bigger, this is a bigger pop than fucking Shibashi. I looked at, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, we'll talk about this in the G show as well. Katsuyori Shibata came back soft, soft, came out of retirement. There's not confirmed whether he can even wrestle or not. But he returned for a segment. And, you know, that was a humongous tremendous angle it was a great angle i'm not i didn't even say i didn't even shit on the angle you know what i'm saying like i didn't say the angle was trash i said man sasha banks shit was way more it was way more popping than that it was way hotter than that i looked at trending she had over what like 50k t- tweets that that night 
she was trending so, the whole day. I, I will say this. To be fair, to be one hundred percent fair, Sasha Banks. I said hottest. I won't. I won't talk about. I, I won't, well, before you even go. Before you go, people sure. was bringing up he almost died. This, that, and the third. I mean, why this means more? I didn't say none of that. I didn't. I didn't deny any of that. They. I let them run with it. Sure. I pretty much let them for a whole night, for a whole day. I didn't respond to a lot of the whatever I saw. So I was like, I didn't say any of that. I said it was it was hotter. I'm looking at numbers. I'm looking at what I what I, the Google Analytics. I did my Google. To be fair, on top of them. To be fair, to be fair, I'll say this. To be one hundred percent. Are you gonna devil's advocate me? I'm gonna devil's advocate it. Whatever. I'm gonna. Oh, all right. Come on. Um, to be fair, Sasha Banks, insanely more popular than Shibata. Just on a, on a on a numeric scale, on all types of scale. She's in America. Um, I don't know if in Japan. But certainly the rest of the world outside of Japan, I can easily say that Sasha Banks is more popular. Also, it came at a prime time hour doing a lot of American television. Whereas, you know, New Japan showed up at what? It was like six in the morning my time and it, and it came out and it was still big news. I will say this. By all sort of metric, by all sort of, but uh, let me, let me finish. If you go compare, if you go compare, let me, let me finish. By all metrics, you're 100% correct. All metrics. It's just, it just is what it is. It's, there's no disputing it. Sasha Banks' his return was more popular in terms of magnitude and on the metric scale than Shibata's return. In terms of what meant more, I mean, I think that's more subjective. And I think people can argue that. But at the same time, if you're saying, listen, I'm, I'm just arguing numbers, baby. And you look at the numbers and there it is. I mean, there it is. And once again, yes, we will get into Sasha Banks, the finale, the final road, the series finale of Sasha Banks Watch later in this episode. But yes, my man Justin Davis once again stirred up the people. A shit stirrer, they call you. Fuck them. It's this, it's this crazy, like, I don't even think that these people that have, like, like were attacking me, I don't think these people are fans at all. Mm. Like, I don't. Like, how do they consume this? How do they consume this product as something that innocuous and harmless got them upset for hours like 12 24 hours i was like don't y'all got something better to do mm, i don't no, know i don't they know. don't i don't they know. don't like but my thing my well, you know what what they said about me didn't matter i'm gonna tell you what bothered me sure what bothered me was the amount of people who got caught in the crossfire of something that they had no clue like and i just want to shout out my man cornell who works down at the PC in Orlando. Makes great video, <laughs> great work, all the things that he does. The, the, yeah. the, the series for Tommaso Ciampa, the backstage yeah. things, the creating, just bringing a human element to the whole professional wrestling world. He does a great job at everything that he does. Yeah, and it's like, he's doing something that what y'all are doing on Twitter or whatever, you can say he, he stooged his way to a job, which he didn't. You can say that he did whatever you, whatever, He's doing great work. He's doing something better than being on Twitter, being up, like shitting on him for no reason. You know, like I don't even talk about, you know, other people in that type of manner here. Like just this as far as me just bringing up a name like Cornell, like, but he's somebody that's always shown me love. He's shown the show love. Like I, I just had to, you know, and I took an aside where I said, you know, like this is somebody that worked hard. You should be you should be celebrating him. Mm. We're talking about two people, again, who don't know us. We don't know them. 
it was a small, simple tweet. You're bringing in real life implications here. Right. I don't care if you're saying that I want to work for it. Like, trust me, my job is far better than that. Mm. You're talking about Cornell, who is has the like. I don't want a job at WWE. Let's just be clear. I don't want a job there. You know what I'm saying? Like, Cornell wanted it and he got it. What is wrong with that? What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. I have no idea of the implications of all this moving forward, but I'll say once again, once again, Justin Davis, the most hated man on the internet. I've said this so many times. One day, it's going to be like the mystery of who ran over Stone Cold, and everyone's going to be a suspect. I swear to God. Well, you you talk about that, and people talk about they they hate me and all this other stuff. Well, I love you, all right. I don't hate. I don't hate any of y'all, even. Even the people from Europe. It's all people from Europe, too, which is the crazy part. It's never anyone, like, from America. It's the people from Sweden. You know how they feel about yeah, that. From, <laughs> I feel about a couple people. You know what I'm saying? It might be a little <laughs> Swedish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't, it's, they, I saw an Australian, and I, was, I already know how Australia is, so I, that didn't surprise me. Oh, well, all right. Well, let's not, let's, let's not, uh, let's not just, you know, cut off a, a swath of our fans, Australian A-show fan base, A-show Australia right. You never know. Send we might the be there. Takes. You never send in the hot takes about 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 what I said. Send in the hot takes about it. Oh. About what I said. Feel free to do that. Once again, the link is in the bio. Um, should we? Let's get into the business for no, the week on. because we got a yeah. whole bunch of stuff to get into. Absolutely. Uh, G one finale. Uh, of course, we have the G show with myself and Cyrus dropping the, the final episode of this year dropping uh, on Saturday. So be on the lookout for that. But uh, the G1 finale did happen this week with uh, Kota Ibushi winning the whole damn thing. The whole shebang of bang, man. Come on. He's, I have... What? No, no, no. I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it's a, it's an interesting story to tell. I thought, you know, you seeing his rise and his trajectory throughout New Japan, even just a few years ago, he was maybe flirting of, you know, doing things outside of New Japan. We saw him in the cruiserweight classic a couple years ago he had a few shots on nxt he was potentially wondering like is this guy moving and then now you look two years later the mass exodus of new japan for people moving to aew and you know he's here he's he's kota ibushi now he's perfect time he's heading he's i mean it comes when it's time right um he's heading to wrestle kingdom is it 14 now uh yes Heading to Wrestle Kingdom 14 to fight for the IWGP Championship. Look how far I have come <laughs> since in the 95 episodes of the A Show. Look how far I've come. Never even mentioned. You would have never even mentioned. Boy, I would have been like, "What G1? When was it?" <laughs> get, shit out, get shit out of here, man. Oh my god. Here, well, I mean, I'm sure you guys will talk about it much more in full length and full on the G Show this week. So I don't want to like muddy over it, but I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention it. And also the other events. You know what? The other events with Kenta joining the yeah. the club that may not have mattered as much as the one that does matter. Um, <laughs> they're not the original club. They're not the original. Um, they're not the only club that matters, but they are a club. Um, joining that and a whole bunch of other things. You know what I'll, You know what I say to that? I say tune into the G Show this Saturday and you will get all the answers that you need. I love that synergy. I like that. I like the show synergy there. Listen, this is this is what we do. This is what we do. Um, Next up, yeah. uh, WWE on Monday night announced the return of the King of the Ring tournament. We have not seen this tournament since 2015, Meals. Yes. First time back. One of my favorites won it. Bad News Barrett. 
And now he he's your favorite. He was. I love Bad News Barrett. I love. I love. You know what's weird? He wasn't particularly showy, but for some reasons, like I could listen to him talk forever. That's all I can say. I can listen to him talk forever. Like it, he was on. I remember at once. I think he used to do commentary for NXT or FCW or something like that. And I thought that was a way better role for him than actually, you know, getting out there. But I mean, he to me, he wasn't particularly bad. I love Bad News Barrett, King Barrett. <clears throat> eh, eh. Um, <laughs> but King of the Ring. Um, I'm not mad at it. I think. But here's the thing about King of the Ring. I think the way that tournaments have transformed to the general public and how people absorb it and things like that, I think King of the Ring should should be have transformed to like a 2019 tournament. I'm talking about people, you know, similar to, I wouldn't say similar to the G1, but things certainly like the G1. I could, if King of the Ring was its own show, I would say this is, a, this is fantastic. But, you know. Yeah, well, the thing that would will, will stop that from happening is the fact that G1 is like, it's a lot, it's like numbers based. And, with a you know a company that is on TV for most of the week, mm-hmm. that'd be really hard for people to follow on both shows. Where it's like, who's got this amount? Who's got this amount? I, I mean, I would have, I mean, not even sort of just taking the G one round robin sort of deal. I would at least be like, listen, one night only. We're going to have these many matches. Of course, the first round, all the matches are going to be short. Probably have ten minute time limits and all that other stuff like that. But let's do the one night tournament. Let's do it. Let's um or at least a two night, I don't know. Not actually one night. But you know. Two nights would be cool. Two nights would be cool, but they I They did th- that they did that with NXT UK, remember? Yeah, uh, well yes. That's actually true. So Yeah. Yeah, I think it should be a multi night tournament or a one night tournament or something just classic just on the network itself. I think that's the way you get people in and you get people absorbed and all this other stuff. But you know, I'm sure they've got plenty of storyline purposes that they care about the show, and they just don't want to have people having fire matches for no fucking reason. So, um, so uh, here are the 16 people that will be a part of it, and this this starts next week. It's going to be a two night event with the uh, the semifinals will be taking place, I believe, uh, and Madison Square, Madison Square Garden, which was just announced uh, on the eighth and ninth. I so mean, that was the big. That I'm, was a big draw. Remember, people were asking, "Why is it? Why is it the both those? Why is it on SmackDown and Raw both those nights?" This is the reason why because it's King of the Ring. Oh, uh, I'm not excited for the semifinals. Give me the finals on Raw. <laughs> I'm, that's where I'm going. Well, the final the finals will, will end at Clash of Champions. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So All right. Here are the 16 stars who will be taking part in it. On the SmackDown side, uh, you. Oh, I'm sorry. On the Raw side, you have the Miz, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre. Uh, wait a minute. This is all like mixed up. It's not even in order here. Oh. Well, here's the 16 people that are take part in it. Sure. Miz, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Ali, Kevin Owens, Chad Gable, Andrade, Shelton Benjamin, Sami Zayn, Cedric Alexander, Baron Corbin, Apollo Crews, Buddy Murphy, Cesaro, Elias, and Samoa Joe. I look at these 16 people uh, who are in this, and I look at a company that has a wealth of fucking talent. All of these guys can go um, with the, I mean, you know, people hate Baron Corbin. I think that with paired up with the right person, I think they could have a really good match too. Um, and you need to have somebody like him to play spoiler. So I'm looking at this. I want to know who your instant contenders. You already know how I feel about this. I know how you feel. You already, I'm, I'm assuming it's Andrade. I, well, here's the thing. It always goes to a heel. Right. And I think that if anyone... I mean, ni- like 90, 94% of the time it's going to yeah. heal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's always going to a heel. 
Um, I'm not saying they couldn't go to a face, and I'm not saying they couldn't write a good king face gimmick. I think they really could, but it just doesn't make sense for a face to be called the king. Sure. So uh, I think that, you know, there's no one on this that looks than Andrade right after the last two weeks. You know, I, I say this. Um, we look at a couple people on that list. I see Ali sticks out to me. Ali sticks out. I mean, someone who can sort of go the distance, maybe not win at all, but could particularly go the distance and Andrade as well after his great showing on Monday night. Um, to me, I, I also look on as Kevin Owens, who's having a moment right now. I think he's going to get screwed out of it. Um, I mean, that that's also major potential, too. He's a star power person who could 100% be screwed out of this tournament. Um, look who else is in it? Look who else is in it? Elias. Elias. True McIntyre. You know, the yeah. peoples. Um, and, you know, I would say on the Raw side, to me, Drew McIntyre, that's something that, you know, you can do something with and you can finally christen yeah. him and finally start moving with him. Um, and to me, I mean... Baron Corbin is seemingly always in the conversation, whether he <laughs> deserves it or not. Uh, he's seemingly always in the conversation. I think, Baron, I think Baron's done. I, I think it's the same. <clears throat> People have the same fear that they did with Jinder Mahal with Baron. I think that like his write off. But Baron is white. I'm kidding. That doesn't matter. Oh my god. <laughs> but I. It's the oh same wow! Thing. I didn't mean it that way. I just meant all right. Wow. Okay. Nah, nah. We know what you meant. Um. I actually fucked up my train of thought. Um, remember two years ago, people thought that Jinder was going to like hold it to WrestleMania. And he was going to get it back from AJ, all that stuff. And then I, I kept saying like that write-off felt like a write-off. Like the Baron thing that happened on Monday right after that Extreme Rules match, that seemed to me like, okay, you're back down. You're pushed back down. And I, he could play spoiler to a couple of people here. Ali probably being one of them. Chad Gable maybe being one of them. But I think that the only two that I would look at from Raw – are Ricochet and Drew McIntyre. They're the only two that look strong, and I don't think that they would just take off the U.S. title from Ricochet if they weren't having or seeing big things from him out of this tournament. Uh, I mean, SmackDown, obviously, you have Elias, which would be Gold, right. and Kevin and, and Kevin Owens. That was it. Let me reiterate this comment for a second. I said the Baron <laughs> Corbin White thing. So I could see how that could be misconstrued. <laughs> I meant from the standpoint of he's better off anyway because he's white, as opposed to Jinder Mahal, who is a person of color who probably has a harder way to you know to go through this. But I could one hundred percent see. You know I love that comment. You why? Know I love that comment because no other wrestling podcast would ever say that. No, no, no. Ever they would probably go the other route, which is that what everyone was initially thinking. Um, but you know what, King of the Ring, it sounds great. It sounds like a great way to use all of these characters. I look forward to the SmackDown side. The SmackDown side looks good. I look forward to the Raw side. The Raw side looks good. You got people like, you know, Cesaro, Ricochet, Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe, Shelton Benjamin. Everybody in it is just someone who deserves. And, and no one's like, you know, someone who doesn't deserve to be here or someone who's already earned their spot and they're just kind of shifted in. Everyone is kind of fighting for the next seat on big thing so you know i love it i love it i wish it was one night but i love it all right uh next up nxt news Ooh, well kind of a little nxt news listen uh, this would be a good time a little bit of a post from, from mj so, but so sorry but we had to talk about it no but it, you know what it's a good time i'm sure he will talk about this more on you know the call up which you can listen to on friday it comes out the day after this podcast but we have this austin theory has officially been announced as signing to the WWE. Evolve champion, 
who's on the network a couple, you know, weeks ago having a fantastic match. Who does he face again? Oh my god! Oh, at the at the Evolve show. Yes, yeah, that, uh, the big bone guys, the fat dude. Um, um it was um. I'm trying something Drake. Right, 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 right. Drake, it was something Drake. I forgot. He beat him anyway. Um, Austin Theory. What's your thoughts on Austin Theory? Just overall, we don't get a lot of talk about him on the show, but you know, I thought he was. I thought he was cool uh, in that match. Uh, I have not, unfortunately, seen a lot of him and Evolve. Just Um, from the look of him, he looks like everything WWE. He looks like EC3 Part Six. He looks like everything WWE loves and more. Yeah. Um, it came out the crickets at takeover though. No one gave a shit. No, it was the most hilarious yet um, humbling thing I've probably ever seen in my life. Yeah. Everyone who gets that NXT, <laughs> like Asuka, Asuka was just introduced and people were just cheering her anyway. Um, Austin Theory did not receive the same thing, but I can see him turning heads in NXT. To be honest with you, I mean, I think considering with the call ups they have in the future, he's probably someone who could be a contender more sooner than later. Yeah. Uh, next up, Roman Reigns has been a not as reportedly uh, resigns with the WWE. Uh, no word on how long, how many years. Five year plan, baby. Five I, year I'd plan. I say probably about four. Four? We'll be fine. Got the five year plan, baby. You know he is. No, he's like, he, listen. If he's doing more movies, it's probably four. He, he, my man is like, well, listen, I'm about to be out of here anyway. I'm going to sign this little deal. But to be real with you, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I'm out of here. You see how I'm doing? You see the program they put me in? The acting? The thespian of Roman hey, Reigns? He's doing great. He's doing great. Everyone's doing great in this power-ass storyline. Yeah, like, it, it, is, it is a great storyline. I got to say, we're getting great performances from everyone. And I, I, I have a, a heap of praise about SmackDown. I think that we both do. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later. All right, let's, let's continue to roll through No Holds Barred. Uh, so, so Big E, a couple of days ago, uh, during the press run for SummerSlam, was asked if he if he was invited to the White House by Donald Trump, would he go? And he said, "Huh." To no, no. surprise, to no surprise. <laughs> I mean, why would he? Why would he? Why would that question even be asked? I I feel like Big E went to the White House. He's like, look at it's my friend Bobby Lashley. He's here. I haven't seen Bobby since WrestleMania. You know. All this other stuff. Why would he go? Why would he go? I don't know why that was asked. Why would he go? Yeah, I, either of them. They, it yeah, seemed like a bad. If they would go, I think he actually asked if the whole new day would go, and he said, "No, we would not go." No, this isn't the NBA finals. Like what the hell? <laughs> like my thing is this. My thing is this. If they would even be invited, and they were like, uh, "Hey, Vince, we want to go," Vince would probably say no. So like, it's, it would never be a thing where they would actually do that. No, I don't think so as well. Um it's crazy, especially since Linda's no longer in the White House anymore. It's like, do I really even have to go there now? Like, um, she would still be picking up the phone for him. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, yeah she's still on. Listen, still listen to no surprise, Biggie's not going to the White House. To the surprise of no one. Yeah. Uh, next up, Matt Riddle during the watch along for SummerSlam. Did you watch the watch along? I watched some of the watch along. Luckily, um, what's his Twitter name? The guy who always gives NXT spoilers. Oh, J.J. Uh, Williams won? Yes. My man, listen, he came through with it. I don't know what other computer he had watching Watch Along. Um, but nonetheless, um, he came through with all the clips that I need, including the one that we're about to talk about. Yes. So, uh, during, well, here's the thing. 
WWE is so hilarious because they made sure. Usually, when you're on watch along, you stay on for like maybe a match, yeah. and then you're gone. They kept Matt Riddle, Shayna Baszler uh, there for a very long time, and I knew something was up. I was like, why? Because even when I was watching, I was like, why are they still there? Usually, they like, I, because I, I, I flip back and forth. What are your What are your thoughts on watch along? By the way. Just general There's no way this lasts. There's no. no way this lasts. Nothing has ever lasted. Bite this has never lasted. Renee Young's podcast that happened never lasts. Nothing lasts. But you know what's funny? You know, but you know what's funny though is that they're you they they they're legit like they promoted it like WWE promoted this Goldberg thing from mm-hmm. Watch Along. They have the the video up. They have the transcript up. They have everything up. They they refer to this. They talk about this. That's why I think it's funny that like, and I know we said it too, like a week or week and a half ago, two weeks ago, we were like, yo, Matt, you should probably chill. But it seems to me like WWE is completely cool with him doing this. Like, no. they're cool with it. They're yeah, okay. yeah. I, I wouldn't see why not. Like, to be honest with you, like, it doesn't seem to be hurting anybody. Goldberg doesn't be seen, uh, apparently, due to this altercation, how it, he doesn't take great offense because he's not knocking him through the fucking wall. But yeah. it's a... Uh, so, uh, Matt, during the Goldberg match, which I think anyone should go back to watch the watch along or try and find a VOD of it and wa- and literally watch this, he's ragging on Goldberg the whole time. But he mentions that before they got and sat down for the watch along, he saw he was checking around. He was trying to go from from locker room to locker room. He saw Goldberg's locker room, and before he knew it, Goldberg, Goldberg was behind him. him. Yeah, yeah, he was behind him. His shoulder checked him, and he said, "Hey, you know, he was like, we're gonna have to talk." And he was like, "You know, nice to meet you, bro." He was like, "I'm not your bro." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love it. Um, I need I need to see it. I'm sure those cameras. I need to see it. I need to see it. Matt, Matt was getting too spicy though. Like he was getting a little bit. He it, it was almost etherish. I didn't understand about Goldberg. I didn't watch it um, as the match was going on because I was watching the Goldberg match. Um, he said he did the he does the jack the jackhammer better than than Goldberg. That's hilarious. I don't know. Watch along. <laughs> watch along is funny. Watch along is obviously to capitalize on the fact that so many kids now are just watching people play video games as opposed to watching video games and or playing video games themselves. Yeah. So to me, it's a great way to continue to stay current and sort of up on the trends on the internet. But also, like, this feels like if I'm a talent and I'm booked for watch along, I'm just like, really? I can't just watch it somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I nope. don't watch it at all. Right. I mean, I'm sure they do great work on that, you know, show. I'm sure they they provide catering, they provide microphones, they provide comfortable seating, um, and they kind of roll everybody out. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It is so. What it is. Af- so after this, literally like a day or so ago, maybe like Monday, I think Matt posted on his Instagram a message in his locker room from Goldberg uh it was a note on a on a on a paper on a like a plastic bag i don't know if he gave him like what he gave him in the bag i don't know if the note it was just a note but it said the note says whenever i want you're next wow this is not gr- your bro no no not your bro goldberg this is great long term booking I, I I you know what I like it because it's you know why I like it because at first I wasn't sure if Goldberg was in on it now I'm a hundred percent sure he's in on it I'm sure too I'm sure too I mean and the, I think that makes it more fun I think that makes it way more fun I do think they did talk I do think they did talk I do think that he probably asked them what was it what it was all about I'm just and working I, you bro yeah and I and I do think that you know there is something I think Vince probably likes this shit I'll be honest with you yeah. 
You know, he spells Gol- he spells Goldberg wrong on this. I'm pretty sure Matt Riddle wrote this. Did he? <laughs> I feel like he spelled Goldberg is spelled wrong at the end. It says not your bro, Goldberg. Oh wow. Was he trolling? It may be. Maybe. Did I fall for the did I fall for it? I mean, listen. You're not the only one. Um Oh, okay. Well, uh, that, that's no holds barred for this week. Let's talk about SummerSlam, just in broad strokes. Yeah. So, uh, really good show. I thought it was a very solid show. <laughs> really it's good, I would thing. say. Yeah, it was really it's good. The, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. I didn't say great. All right. <laughs> I didn't say it's not a great. It wasn't a great show. I thought it was a good show. Really very solid good. show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd say. I thought the matches, the, the top matches were really good top matches, and the mid card to lower card matches were, they were what they were. Give me, give me a couple of winners from the night. Like, people you thought really... People you thought or indoor matches you thought or moments or whatever the, you thought um, came through and really shone strong on SummerSlam. Uh, I thought Becky Lynch and Natalya really shocked me. Yeah. I thought that was a really great match that I did not expect to be that good. Um, I thought Ricochet and Styles probably had their best match to me uh, on SummerSlam. Um... And that's because they they mostly got the time to do it, uh, and with with Ricochet right. uh, losing, of course, to, to AJ Styles. Uh, I I also thought that um, I, again, you can't talk about the show without talking about Rollins and Lesnar. Like, Rollins Lesnar was probably one of my favorite matches of the year. Yeah, it's a, it's a match Seth of the year Rollins contender matches. for sure. Yeah, let's say one of my favorite Seth Rollins matches ever. I think I think that I think this match made that belt. Honestly, I, I think I've never felt the urgency, the the passion, the story behind the universal title. Like it's just been like a big red, a big ass red belt that all of the part timers got. You know, it's been the and, Brock Lesnar belt, of course. Yeah, and I think they did a lot. They they went a long way into making that Seth's belt on Sunday. They made a long way into redoing and and kind of. You were genuinely surprised. You were genuinely surprised when he won. I, I thought I was. I thought I said it last week. I thought he was going to lose. And I was like, I don't know who Brock gets next. And when they shock, you know, sometimes it's good to get a shock because I, I, I don't. And again, it's like people say they hate Seth all day. But like, look, look at the reaction that they're, they're having to this. You know, I, I think Seth put in the work. I love this. I love the story. Can we like talk about the psychology behind this match in that Rollins and Lesnar have gone against each other so much, so many times that he knew all the counters. And I love that story because it was like this is like he exposed Brock as someone who only had one move or he only he only goes to one thing. Seth Rollins may have been the most athletic person that Brock Lesnar has ever faced up to par, and he kind of showed that throughout this entire match. And once again, yeah, as you noted, as as you um, as you mentioned, these two have not just fought recently; they've been fighting for years. Whether it's yeah. been on and off, whether it's been quick situations, whether it's been slow situations, but this kind of came to a full you know full head at SummerSlam to me more mag you know bigger magnitude than the wrestlemania match even though it had like all the wrestlemania build and all the wrestlemania bells and whistles like that but for some reason in these short couple weeks between seth rollins been in number one contendership and brock lesnar um you know losing this belt they managed to make it like you know they managed to tell the story especially seth rollins who's coming from underneath coming from this major rib injury shouldn't have even gone close to winning this match based on how his ass was whooped and, and we thought it was over off of that yeah we thought it, i was like yeah it's gonna be quick because he already beat him up you know yeah, he just like, wrote him off i mean this is what bark does he beats people up and then you know you I really have no excuse if he loses the counter the first counter with like within the first minute when he does the curb stomp 
I, I was out of my seat. I was like, holy shit. This is like, it, it, it kind of encapsulated. And, and, you know, we're talking about Seth. Much love to Brock Lesnar. Again, he didn't get, I, I know we always talk about this. We always harp on this, but Braun got to be like pissed backstage. <laughs> Braun, Dean Ambrose or Moxley, whatever. They all got to be back there like, yo, he didn't even give us this. Right. <laughs> he never gave us this. Like, he gave Seth a lot. Like, he gave Seth all. He gave him a table spot. Like, there was a lot of really dope stuff that happened in that. And then the final, because when he got him up for that, that last F5, I was like, all right, it's over. Right. And he countered the shit, did the stomp, did the other stomp, and won it. I was like, wow, like, that was almost, like, the perfect match. As right. far as Brock Lesnar goes, it, like, it, I, I really like that match. It was a main event that lived up to the true, you know, name of the main event of headlining the show and managing to steal the show right at the end. Something, some uh, one match that I thought was probably going to steal the show before and before I ever saw this match was surprisingly Charlotte Flair and Trish Stratus. Um, great match. You know, for whatever reason, I'm, I don't want to say for whatever reason. Charlotte Flair was in my top ten. Um, just because I think she's met, she's reached this place in her career where she's got it. Um, I think she knows what her character is. I think she knows how to move in the ring. I think she knows how to, you know, to sort of do everything, to play her role and play her character. She knows how to sell. She knows how to, you know, make the comeback. She knows how to cut that off. She, she's really working at a high level right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way Tristratus sort of coming from underneath and sort of telling this entire story and, 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 you know, Charlotte Flair really beating it down into her and Tristratus coming and showing off some moves. I mean, Tristratus pulling out the figure eight, I think that was a fantastic spot. Um, then the psychology behind that was great too, in that her leg was already fucked up. Right. She couldn't even hold it. She couldn't hold it the way that Charlotte could. And I, I love that they had move stealer on yeah this whole match move stealer listen a, a, a trademark of the attitude era i thought it was fantastic yeah. i thought when they hit that hurricane off the top rope that really changed the tide of the match because it kind of showed that tristratus was really willing to put everything on the line it wasn't just a part-timer who's showing up and and kind of wrestling this match and playing it safe it's like eh, i got one more but she's kind of putting it all all out there and putting it all on the line i think charlotte flair tristratus had in terms of just the women and maybe even the men too. One of the best matches of the year. I mean, it's it's really really up there. Uh, no no no. Candice EO. No no no. I would say I'm talking about in WWE oh, main roster okay. because I can I can count a handful. I can count you know Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey. I thought that was excellent too. I thought Becky versus Oscar. I thought that was excellent as well. Um, this match to me is kind of in that vein and kind of yeah, in that yeah. conversation as well. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about the swath of the, the whole brand. And I know, like again, this is a slight poach. That Candice EO match was a slapper. Candice EO, yeah. listen, <laughs> tune in. Tune like, in to, I'm sure MJ is going to, you know, he's going to talk about it. But I, 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 do we agree on that match? I, I really like that match. I like really, that? yeah, I love that match. I loved it. Um, uh, you want to talk about Bray Wyatt? Uh, slash the fiend that that debut. Well, yeah, we have to because he appears <laughs> at no other point this week. Apparently, <laughs> that's fine. I'm cool with that. Um, the fiend Bray Wyatt. The the presentation, I'll say, they've gone out their way. They've invested in this for multiple weeks, multiple months at this point. Um, the presentation of the debut of the fiend Bray Wyatt lived up to the expectations and more. Um, yeah. From the theme, from the, it was just if you could have been on the timeline, like it's one of those you had to be there moment, I agree. where it was like 
everyone was just mouth agape, like could not. I even think the GIF accounts had stopped right. <laughs> for like a second. Because it's so, really, yeah, you had to take it in. Yeah, we've never seen a, or we haven't seen a moment or a debut like that in quite some time. And this is someone that we know all of his moves. Like when the bell rang and he started doing the moves, I was like, oh, yeah, it's bright. Like, because it was a complete redesign right you know to a to a level that we've never seen before a repackage um, in a in a way that they haven't invested this much into a repackage i think in quite some time i mean new yeah. music new entrance new toys new everything new finisher new i mean they took sort of the character that was bray wyatt that essentially had become stale just based on we've seen all that he can do they kind of retread the same gimmick as they worked with him over and over again. And I'm sure it'll happen again. I'm sure the, I'm sure the next time we see Bray Wyatt, he's going to attack someone out of nowhere. And that's going to be how the feud starts, because that's how all Bray Wyatt feud starts. But they really... Yeah. The presentation and the stage that this was on, fantastic. Um, not too much about uh, a match. I mean, it was a squash as we kind of kind of predicted uh, against Finn Balor, who I, I wouldn't say a squash. I would say it was a very short match. <laughs> it was a, it was a long squash. I mean, I think I think no, nah, but I think um, you know Finn got some moves in. He got some moves and he got some offense in. Uh, I think um, it was just a really short match. But quite honestly, isn't that for the best? Yeah, uh, to, to me. I want to see different moves. It wasn't too much. Like, Bray did all of the moves that are his big moves that he should do in, in matches. All the stuff that Bray has problems with is all the stuff in the middle of these matches, you know? I don't want to see him doing rest holds in that little club movie he does on your shoulder. Like, I don't, that's, I don't want to see that anymore. Like, I felt that they kept it very, 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 like, simple and great, and less is more. And I, I don't think we've seen anything more of a, an indictment of that than this. And um, we should not see him again for a while. Like, we shouldn't see him. Like, and if we do see him, we should see the other Bray. We should see the, the regular Bray. Right. And I, I think that we should see him, maybe have him wrestle or something like that. Like, we should not see The Fiend until, if they're not going to do a, a Survivor Series, we shouldn't see him to the Royal Rumble. I mean, all we've seen is the fiend in person. I think sort of maybe it's it's weird. The other gimmick is the one that lives on the screen, right? Like the one that we expect to see live is the one that lives on the screen. When the fiend comes out, I mean, when Bray Wyatt comes out, he comes out as the fiend. It's very interesting the way they're handling this character. Um, I'm sure they have big plans heading towards WrestleMania. This is a character that's built for that sort of stage as well. Um, and maybe he'll get his win back against Taker. Who knows? Probably not, though. Um, we let's see what else we had here. Um, Drew Gulak versus Oni Lorkin on the kickoff show cruiserweight championship. The two hundred five match was better. I don't have much to say about that one. Yeah, I don't have much to say with SummerSlam, but you can definitely watch two hundred five live. I've also heard the same things that that match was better. Um, it was very good. Alexa, Nikki Cross. Um, retain their women's tag team championships it looks like they're going moving forward it, it, it depends how you know could we see alexa bliss be moving as moving on as a face still remains seems, to be that seen that seems to be the that seems to be the the case here uh I, even after looking at monday night raw like there was no there was no like like nikki essentially turned her face which, and i'm cool with that right but one more thing though what do you how do you feel about the goldberg 
the Goldberg match against Dolph Ziggler? Uh, I mean, we know how Matt Riddle feels about it. I think that, um, I, I mean, they're heating him back up, obviously. I think that he's, they're definitely going to do him and Taker again, whether it be Survivor Series, Rumble, or Mania. I think they, they got to. They got to make up for that. Right. All right, all right. We're going to get into the hot take segment. Even if that, if, that, if that segment before wasn't hot enough, we still have hot takes for you. Literally so many hot takes that we have yet to get to. We want to thank all of you guys for sending in hot takes. Please send them in more because I know you guys love to really pick our brains and make us say embarrassing things. So, uh, Mills, fire away. Um, I have one, and we're going through pretty much what we have from – Still, I mean, a long time ago. So if you're hearing this for the first time, you know, shout out to you. We have one from Eddie. It says, Isaiah Swerve Scott and Montez Ford will put on a five-star classic in the coming years. Um, I think that's a super hot take. I'm not sure if that will happen. but Very hot. I don't even know if they're going to be on the same show. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's go with that. Um, let's see. Let's see. But, I mean, two talented guys. I mean, I think that's what he's really trying to say, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, super athletic, super super uh, charismatic guys, I think. I mean, um, by all means, they might end up in a tag team together, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that would be green. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think they're both great. I, I just don't think they're going to be in the same show. I, I think I think Swerve is going to be kind of like the face of 205 right. uh, before, he'll, before, before that will happen. And, I mean, obviously, you guys see – Montez and, and Dawkins on Raw now, so that'll be their futures. Uh, next one comes from Heel Rosales. It says Roderick Strong is the best wrestler in the Undisputed Era group. Uh, uh first off, what's up? What's up, Heel Rosales? You you've been a, a listener of the show, and uh, you follow me for quite some time. Uh, shout out to you! Thank you so much for supporting. Um, that's hard to say. I, I think Roddy is one of the most underrated, most talented, most athletic guys ever, you know, in, in any in any business, in any group, in any in any company. As far as best wrestler, there are some there's a huge deficiency there. And if you're talking if you're talking wrestler, probably yes. If you're talking wrestler, talker, uh, you know, facials, all that stuff, I gotta give it to Adam Cole. Like he he is the total package. And I think after this week or after last weekend, and even just every you know, everything else that's happened this year our ranking of him in our list i think it just goes without saying this guy has it all so are, are, are people sleeping on kyle o'reilly uh i don't think we've seen enough solo kyle o'reilly to uh, to even really judge you know like i do we you know he's got glim- gl- glimpses flashes of brilliance in these tag team matches where he almost dies every time like it's literally yeah. every time and he's great as a singles, but we've never, other than like his debut back before he was in Undisputed. And I think and he had a like, match against Pete Dunne or something. Yeah, like just a, lo- a lot of one-offs. Like not to say that he's, you know, not, a, you know, he's good in any role here, but I think that I can't judge, you know, no one can really judge him right. on what he's done. We can judge him on what, he's, what he has here. And I still think he's incredible. I think the whole Undisputed era, I think they're definitely one of the most talented stables they've ever had. In WWE history, for sure, but I think that if if, if you're going to give a one and a two, I don't I don't think you're going wrong with Roderick or Cole. I just got to say that as far as like a total package, it's probably Cole for me. Um, the next one is from DJ Larry Wrestling Hot Take: Roman Reigns has more classics than Kenny Omega. This is a very interesting topic. I want to say this: this is this is legitimately is going to go like the Drake question that's asked on Twitter. Does Roman Reigns actually have a classic match? 
I think he's missing a classic match, right? Like he's great. He's he's notable in this era. He's probably the guy. He's the go-to guy. I mean, we've seen it on SmackDown himself, but is he missing a classic match from his repertoire? Damn. Because Damn. if I was to think, the AJ Extreme Rules match, I wouldn't give a full five. No, like probably four, four and three fourths. That one. I the mean, first even- Brock match. The first Brock match is great. But that's because he was just getting his ass beat and looking cool doing it. Right. Getting his ass beat. Right. Um, I don't think he has one, man. I think he – and not, it's not to say I that he's not capable. Yeah, it's not to say that he's not capable to having one. But I don't think in terms of his repertoire, in terms of move, I don't think he has that uh, – you know, I'll say this. I'll say this. It took John Cena a long time, you know – he, he mm-hmm. debuted in 2002. It took him a long time until he reached 2011 and had that match with Punk. Or he had that match mm-hmm. against AJ Styles. Or he had that classic match. It took, you know, he, 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 you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin debuted sometime early 90s, late 80s. It took him a long time until he had that match with Bret Hart. Or the matches mm-hmm. with The Rock. Or things like that. Um, I mean, technically, like, at, like, what, seven years at this point? I, he should have. He should. <laughs> I don't. You know what? I also think that the program matters as well, and I. Think, I don't. I don't hold that against Roman though, because I still think he's great. I think he's great as well, but does Roman Reigns have more classics than Kenny Omega? Is what no. DJ Larry? No, he doesn't. No, no, he doesn't. That's a hot take. Um, his non-wrestling hot take is Thug Wash Cole clean out the ocean on the London. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, this one comes from Tayshawn to Don. This is the one we've been holding on for a long time. Uh, and you'll see why we've been holding on. I mean, heavy machinery is the second coming of Jesse and Festus. <laughs> and they'll fall <laughs> off within the next two years. Listen, I'm going to stomp down on that. I don't, I'm going to have to agree on that. Jesse and Festus, right in the face, man. Listen. Where are they, by the way? <laughs> heavy machinery or Jesse and Festus? No, heavy machinery, where are they? Heavy machinery? I don't know. They catering? What? I mean, watch along. <laughs> like, like we know, we know that Usos couldn't get to Canada. But actually, I think they. I think I actually think they were on watch along. Um, oh, they were. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Okay, cool. yeah. I mean, um, so yeah, heavy Speaking machinery. Of the Usos, no Usos at all last weekend. No, they Usos, couldn't no. get into Canada. Oh wow, you think yeah, so? For real? No, I mean it was it was reported they couldn't get into Canada. Oh wow, they real man. It's real authentic. Um, Sign that new deal. <laughs> you like whatever, man. We signed it, baby. Um, non his non wrestling hot take is Wale deserves the same respect in the industry that Drake, Kendrick, and Cole get, but he gets criticized for the same actions people would praise Kanye West for. Um, uh, I don't. I don't think Wale is a, honestly. I don't think he's a, he's as extreme as Kanye is. No, not at all. I, I gotta. I gotta like take my my uh, my friend my friend cap off. And it's like he's he's not like and nothing he says is completely out of order, out of out of sync. Like I'll and I'll say this to him, too. Like sometimes I'll be like, maybe that's not the right time to say it or maybe it's not the right place to say it. But I more often than not, he's usually right about what he's saying. More often than not, he has a great single called On Chill right now. So make sure to check that out. Um, on chill. Um, we have this one friend of the pod. I'm very. uh I'm very sorry that we've held this for so long. It is from your former arch nemesis, Busby. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, my Listen, friend. Listen, Busby is, is – here's my thing with Busby. Like, 
He's a lot of people's arch nemesis. He is Drake's arch nemesis. I mean, no. I mean, I don't know. I actually don't know. Drake doesn't know who he is. No, I'm. Uh, I, I feel like at least some some person OVO know who's Busby is. Like this probably, fucking guy. Probably. Like, why the fuck is he tweeting about you this so fucking much? Guy. They're waiting. They're waiting for him to show up in Toronto. They know. They know the deal. P. Rain is waiting, my guy. Come on. No. No fly zone for you, Buzz. Um, his wrestling hot take is the Iron Man match between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart is oh, overrated. God. I knew. Well, how did I know it was going to be this? You know, he's been talking about this since 2013. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you, Buzz. Yes, it's kind of like not as great as. It's a, it's it's long and it's one fall. Like what the fuck? <laughs> there you go. I mean, I, I don't really listen. I'm not going to down this hill. I. It's a 60 minute match with no. <laughs> a sixty with a, bunch of, with a bunch of holes. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, they laying down. They laying down next to each other half the match. <laughs> his non wrestling hot take is just look at my timeline. So guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go no, to Busby's timeline. God. No, you haven't seen anything on his timeline in quite some I time. I haven't seen Busby's timeline in five years. Uh, I'm gonna go to his timeline and see what he has to say. Um, he says I'm gonna go to the first. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go to the first tweet. So he retweets somebody who says, "I'm still with Cap," um, said by niggas watching football every Sunday. And Busby says, "Cap never said that we should stop watching." <laughs> oh my god! Hot take. Um. <laughs> oh my god. Um. I'm not sure we've done this yet. Um, this one is from Tayshawn to Don again. It says Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles are better than CM Punk was at any point and time during his run. Um, I think as wrestlers, yeah, for sure. Well, Daniel, I think Daniel right now, I think he's far surpassed Punk, honestly. Yeah, I think so. If you're if you're rank <laughs> if you're ranking them, like if we're doing our top fifty wrestlers of all time list, maybe we should have done that. Uh, yeah. Um Punk's way below. Yeah, Punk's just below Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Um yeah. his non wrestling hot take. Oh, all right, you want you had anything else to add? I I I I think that those those two developing characters in the WWE, so mm-hmm. to speak, has really like catapulted them because they've been allowed to do cooler stuff. Right. Then Punk was uh, was able to do, and their stuff just got over. Like this, it's just the style now. It's like the generation now. Like Brian, but Brian to me was better than Punk in ROH too. Like I, I thought it was only a matter of time until, um, until uh, you know, Brian surpassed him, so to speak. Because when he got to WWE, Punk was already like a champion. So. All right, let's finish these up. His non wrestling hot take is Meek Mill is already a bigger artist than Rick Ross was during his peak. I strongly and strongly disagree. Yeah, um, no. He's not. Um, another one we have, another friend of the podcast that we did not get to. His name is Amp. Um, oh, shit, I, Amp. But, What's up, Amp? Well, maybe we did get to this. I feel like I said this at one point, but if we not, I'm sure you would love to hear it again. He says, I ain't got no hot take, but shout out to Seth Rollins for ending that fuckboy's thing square. Um, shout, we, I will all, we can say that hot take every single week for us. <laughs> um, let's see. You know what? I think we've hit the ones all of the ones that we didn't get to um from july so shout out to them if you have any new hot takes the link is in the bio 
It was in post, the description. Post SummerSlam hot takes and hot takes about my comments on Sasha's return being hotter than Shibata's. Talk about it. So definitely do that. Um, and we'll, I invite anybody who had anything negative in my comments to say to say something in that box. Um, keep talking. Um, <laughs> keep keep talking. Um, but yes, please submit new hot takes. We love the hot takes. If you've submitted one already, please do so. I think we've pretty much cleared out all the ones in the queue. So please continue moving forward and yeah, submit more hot takes. We'd love to talk about it. Um, let us get to these shows for the week because we have a major, major shift to the A show. Yeah. Uh, let's just get on Raw. At, uh, around, at around 10, 10 03, 10 04. 10 04. We was just chilling. Just and for watching, weeks, we've watching a Natalia promo at the top of the hour. I was like, what is going on? Literally here? rolling our eyes. And I had the I had the joy and the privilege of knowing that this was coming, and you didn't. So you had to watch that promo. <laughs> hey. I didn't watch anything. I had Natalia. <laughs> I mean, I was watching. I didn't have her on mute. But you know how you'd like, you just got, she was background for the time being. Because Natalia was doing the Natalia thing. Like, it is what it is. But when she was talking about her dad and people were booing, I, I did feel that was, I, that was kind of green. I thought, I think they were booing and then she got to her dad and then they kind of got exposed a little bit. So shout out to Toronto. Maybe The Rock was right. Um, um, so. Sasha Banks, her music hits, and she comes back. And we had been saying, in a terrible ago, wig. Oh my god! It was a, it was a terrible. We kn- I knew something was, a, and I didn't know the the comments or the the conversation around the wig. But I was like, something's going on with that wig because it looks like she was wearing it uh, was, cousin. <laughs> she showed up. She walked down, hug a few few the little chilling up in the front. She gave that good little Michelle Obama hug where she where you close your eyes and, you know, it's warm and everything like that. She steps in the ring. She comes face to face with Natalia. A hug to Natalia. Says, hey, girl, I got your back. I'm back now. The boss is back. Um, goes to reach for a microphone. Bam! Didn't see it coming. Natalia gets gives knocked her, out. Gives her a club punch. The old Jamie Foxx club punch. Pulls off her club wig and... Blue hair. I mean, all right. So listen, this is this is what we have to truly get to. This is the the, the finale of Sasha Banks. Watch. Yeah, we we watched her. <laughs> we, we watched for weeks. Listen, we heard the news. This has been this has been one of our longest running segments ever. I mean, quite frankly, mm-hmm. um, since after WrestleMania, hearing the speculation. Oh, she was. They were on the floor throwing a temper tantrum because they lost the belts and. And, and, and Sasha Banks is not happy with the way her character and where everything's going in WWE. Um, looking back on it now, I mean, we refuted it as, you know, as we would only say, all cap. Um, yeah. Looking back on it now, have you learned anything new and or have you determined anything that happened differently from what was reported um, about Sasha Banks watching for the last number of months? Um. Well, there were a lot of telltale signs that it was... Well, I mean, obviously, number one, she's still under contract. Yes. You know, so any speculation, y'all were going to be waiting a long time before you... You know, before you were even able to speculate on anything that was going on. Mm-hmm. You would probably have kids at that point. That's how long she's her contract. But two, it's like there were a lot of telltale signs. Like, it was, you know, she's, she did a commercial for the game. 
which should probably they should probably air that now since she's back on TV, which I'm probably sure they were waiting for. Yeah. Uh, you know, she was changing her hair color. She was in Japan training, all that stuff. Like it all to me, it doesn't explain the 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 true story, but it does add a little bit of, and we we've yet to see her in ring, but it does add a little bit more context as to what she was doing when she was gone. Right. So like we we can't expect when she comes back and she does have her first match, she's gonna have new moves. She's going to probably have new looks, new. Whatever. Like, I'm sure this isn't the last step of her so-called evolution, you know, that she's been tweeting and Instagram posting about. Like, that's not it for her yet. Um, so, do you ever think that we'll hear the full story about what exactly happened and what led? Well, I mean, you know, all the speculation, the night after WrestleMania, all these other things, yes. her taking naps in, all these meetings yes. that happened. Do you ever think that we'll find out the actual story? Or have we heard the actual story? Yes, we, we have. Um we 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 not have well we will I think we will um I think it'll happen on Lillian Garcia's podcast oh chasing glory I I think that it won't be the hundred percent everything that's that's gone on it'll be from Sasha's point of view for sure yeah it'll be from her point of view but it will also probably be to a, uh how do we say it'll be skewed to a point where it, it's not gonna bury the company too much I'll say right okay all right I'm I mean I'm glad she's back. I'm glad she's back. I think we can end all the speculation. We can end all of the conversations, all of the ridiculous takes that have been happening on. Like, honestly, I feel like her her return actually made it worse on Monday. To be honest with you, I think she's done. I don't know. It's very very weird. I think the whole all, all the Kendra quotes, all the social media, and I'm pretty sure since she's clapped back. I mean, that people get mad at her on these cryptic things on social media she's like listen this is my social media i does what i want all right i'm the boss um which quite frankly she is but at the same time it's like to me for such a dedicated fan base and people that necessarily want you back and all these sort of cryptic sort of things i think a lot of it while i don't know if she did it inadvertently all this i'm sure for her was therapeutic and just expressing herself but at the same time i think that a lot of it did play with the fans and i think a lot of it did take advantage of all the minds and all the you know, all the speculation and all the news. And I would say, I don't want to say, because I don't want to end up in like a queen radio situation like Joe Budden, where I'm saying the wrong thing. But I do think like a lot of her comments, 100% swayed people a certain way and or Mm -hmm. manipulated a lot of wrestling fans in terms of um, them buying in to or building up these narratives around things that never happened or thing happened just based on the things that she has said and the things that she had posted and people reading and, into a lot of things. And she never said anything on the record about why she was gone. Right. She just posted. She just lived her life. You know, like she just literally lived her life. She t- like it did get kind of annoying when she was like tweeting about AEW and shit like that where it's like, "All right, like what are you doing?" you know? But essentially at the end of the day, she's back. Becky seems to be the direction. Um, How do you feel about that? We've, you know, we've been saying this for for months that Becky needs somebody to to dance with. I think that, uh, and I think you agree too. This is a, this is a few that can last for the rest of the year for Becky here. And I don't think that if they write this correctly, um, it can it can stretch out that long, and it can be very nuanced, and it can be very layered, and it can it can be a very good storyline. Um, they needed they needed Sasha. Let's be clear. Raw needed it. I'm excited for Monday. I'm excited I, for Monday as well, yeah. I I want to see where this women's division goes with Sasha back in it. 
without Bailey on her own, seemingly as a heel again. Uh, she's at her full strength. I mean, she's at. A, I mean, Sasha Banks is a heel. We talked about her she, since she debuted in 2015. That's four years ago. She's been a face, and it's been the situation where they've hinted at possibly turning her heel, especially last year or earlier. I think it was last year. God damn, how long did that Bailey yeah, program last go? Year when, they were, when they were fighting in the locker room. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was last year, hinting at her turning heel or something along those lines, and they sort of kept them together. But to me. In terms of the definition of Sasha Banks, from the things that we've seen in NXT, the things that we've seen now, she's had a great career thus far as a face. Has she had a? Has she had the career that she's wanted? Probably not. But also, I think there there are various characters in WWE whose best runs were, didn't happen as a face because just they were at their best as a heel. I think Sasha Banks as the boss, as the heel. As her is her at her full strength, is her at her full creativity, is utilizing her in a way. I think she handles losing a lot better as a heel than she does as a face. To be honest with you, um, I'm I so wait, I can't wait to see the rest, man. I'm so looking forward to it. I'm not a fan of the blue hair, but it is what it is. Like whatever. I don't think I don't think we're done with the uh, transformation, so to speak. I think we might see more of it. I hope we're not, because I don't know that blue hair, man. It's kind of you know. I think the blue is staying. I'm sure the blue is staying, but I'm not a fan of it. I like the purple, but it is a departure. Her, her cousin is Snoop Dogg. Her cousin is Snoop Dogg. This is true. The blue carpet treatment. Um, uh, other things that happened on Raw. Uh, Andrade versus Rey Mysterio. Two out of three falls, Matt. Two out of three uh, falls? Why did that happen? Oh, my God. Not that it was bad, but I was just like, whoa, okay. Well, it, I think it had to be definitive. I think you want to, again, if you're going to make Andrade look strong going into King of the Ring where he could uh, essentially, you know, be a favorite going in, I think this is what you do. And I think that they succeeded on that point and they succeeded in also branching Ray off into his own storyline. Which Ray Mysterio looking like. homeless, man. Man lost so two I'm falls like, in a row, bro. I don't know how they in that. I don't know how they. How like they, a like, chump. I'm sure he's great on losing to Andrade because he just wants to put over the next generation of talent, but my God. Yeah. Do you think he's up next for The Fiend? Probably. I mean, I, I you know what? I kind of want, if I'm Rey Mysterio, I kind of want an even, not like an even few, but I don't want to be continue to be pigeonholed as this guy who puts people who over. Yeah, who loses. Yeah. Like, at the same point, he is a talent. He is a Hall of Fame talent. He's not a sort of an enhancement talent um, that they can continue to use for people just like that. But at the same time, it's like, yo, this is Rey Mysterio. He's, he's having these competitive matches with Andrade, but once again, he's also a character that contributes he's, to the show. And he, He's he, not even in King of the Ring. He's not even in King of the Ring. Yeah. And he's but and the same thing is like, Rey Mysterio is still insanely popular. Yeah. A- and it's not that I have a particular problem with anything that happens, but I think, you know, um, if I'm Rey Mysterio, I don't want to be constantly looked at as an enhancement talent. I think he got beat up by what did he? I think he got beat up by like Drew McIntyre a couple of weeks ago, like something like yeah. that. Like Bobby, it was Bobby Lashley. It was Bobby yeah, Lashley. the man got like you tossed by Samoa Joe at WrestleMania. Like, you know, is this what he, he really was, came he back also, for? He was, he was injured at Mania, so that to be fair, he was injured at Mania. I'm like, really, is this what he came back for? But you know, it is what it is. Um, Andrade, big win. Yeah, big big sweep for him. Um, they seem like I know Mills again. You you spoke this into existence. You said, "What are they going to do with him? Are they doing anything with him?" Looks like they are doing something with him now. 
Uh, also, getting a win on Raw is kind of crazy. He's, he is not a Raw superstar. No. It's, it's, it's a very rare... If you think about the wild card, like when I think about it, it's very rare that the wild carded guy actually wins the match. So to me, that's big too. Also, did you notice that they've, they've kind of calmed it down? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, it still happened this week. It happened a lot this week. But it, it, they're definitely calming it down. It's very, very... Uh, very very subdued but we still see you know the elements we saw elias on raw we saw you know uh andrade samoa joe no samoa joe's on raw samoa joe's on raw what the hell yeah. he's doing on smackdown all right um is sammy zane on raw yeah he's on raw too all right i'm see i have no the, idea the only people the only people that cross are people that have like storylines sure but everyone it's pretty but but like raw to me was pretty contained on monday yeah i mean little kabuki warrior action too um, yeah. Let's get uh, to Cedric Alexander and uh, Drew McIntyre. Great wow. match, fantastic wow. match, a match that you would expect both of them to have. Drew McIntyre is taking it Surprising. to the next level. I mean, Drew McIntyre, he can go. Um, whether people back him, that's a different story. But Drew McIntyre can go. Cedric Alexander can go. This is probably the best sort of situation for Cedric Alexander working from under and kind of showing people the ability and the chutzpah and this the stamina that he has. Drew McIntyre, just lethal, giant, I'm, towering. I'm shocked that he. I am shocked that he went up for that uh, Spanish fly from the top rope. Yeah, you, you know, Drew McIntyre was in the Indies too. He knows. I'm this. shocked that he did that. But I, but I mean, I'm more shocked that they would allow. You know, like it's unheard of. And I know that we're, you know, this isn't the same era, but like you're not used to seeing like little guys do that to big guys. Yeah. In the, but know, I think I'm, sh- I'm shocked that that happened. But I think they need to we need to tell these stories, right? You have a Daniel Bryan on the roster who can't be any more than 205 pounds, to be honest with you. Um, a Rey Mysterio, continue these guys. You, you, there's there's great stock in little men. Um, <laughs> I'll say little men, but I you know. Um, over the history of the company and you continue it you'd be um a mess if you didn't tell that story uh, or didn't or decided to continue to sort of uh keep them down just because they're smaller than the other guys like you know you lose out on a lot i think cedric alexander drew mcintyre a fantastic match cedric alexander is kind of showing out um parties since moving up to 205 live and it wouldn't be the last one that we see this week quite honestly Wait, um, he's not. In, he's not in King of the Ring either. Cedric Alexander. Yeah, he's not. I don't think he is. No, I think. I, I, I think. He, did I, I name he, him? Yeah, I don't know if you named him, but he's there. I think he is in King of the Ring. Um, I'm bugging. Why did, I, why did I close the tab? Yeah, he's in. I oh, mean, he, he is. He is. He, he is, is in King of the Ring. Um. Yeah. So I think that's dope. From two hundred five to King of the Ring, all three two hundred five guys in King of the Ring. I think that's dope. I agree. Um. Also. Braun Strowman returns in the main event of Raw. Uh, they had a Seth Rollins AJ Styles match, which uh, didn't go too long. I, I think that's fine too. The both guys had matches the, the the previous night. I'm pretty sure Seth was probably really banged up from all the shit that, that they went on during that match. Braun Strowman comes out to save Seth Rollins. Seems to me that that is the direction for uh, Braun for Class of Champions. I'm cool with this match happening one time. I am not. Cool <laughs> I am not cool. With this match going into Hell in a Cell. I am not. Do not do it. What? Then what would you do? I don't know. Also, uh, before I, you even forget, uh, Paul Heyman was in the show on Raw and did mention that 
Brock is not getting a uh, rematch clause, and he is not happy. Yeah, he is not so, happy. Uh, uh, put 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 the breadcrumbs out for what you guys think that means. Uh, but yeah, I I I don't know what Seth will do after Classic Champions if that if that does continue. But like he has to have a really good like this is his run where he has the string of good matches. You know. Yeah. And if he, I think that they're sorely missing out if they're just having him face either people that he's faced before or people that can't give him good matches. So like I think the Hell in a Cell match need to be somebody different. So. I think. Uh, I'll say about talk about Hell in a Cell a little bit later on, but as far as Clash of Champions, if it's Seth versus Braun, I think it's a great match that we really haven't seen before. Um, Seth Rollins has to climb another mountain to win this match, and then it also kind of showcases Braun Strowman in a different light that we may not have seen before. Um, new contenders, new people. I mean, Braun Strowman is someone who, by all means, should eventually become a world champion, right? Um, no. No? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> yes, I was misspoking. Sorry. <laughs> He'll have to lose. But, yeah, he's going to lose anyway. How many times Big Show lost the world last championship, man? He's a new Big Show. He know what time it is. That was the problem is that he lost too much, too damn much. Well, listen. Big Show's first match he lost. <laughs> Big Show's in, Big Show was an Big, idiot the, in the his fir- career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The first thing Big Show did. When but Braun isn't. The, the first thing Big Show did when he showed WWF. Was throw was Stone, Stone Cold, Cold win a match. <laughs> Oh, listen. And then at the end of the pay-per-view, we were supposed to act surprised and shocked that he showed up to help him win. Like, it, it, didn't, it didn't make any sense. Braun Strowman uh, has come a long way. I'll say that. I'm not against him being in the main event for this show. Um, uh, anything anything else on Raw that you that you want to touch on? Uh, not really. I mean, if you like to see Stone Cold Steve Austin on Skype, that was a weird visual. Um, wait, let me ask this because we haven't gotten into this. I don't even think we've gotten into this at all. How do you feel about the Street Profits on Monday Night Raw? Oh god, we every single week we're supposed to talk about it, we forget to, don't we? Um I think that is so cool that they're on Raw. I think that it's <laughs> I'm waiting for the <laughs> I, I think that it is so and you know what? Their segment on Monday was really funny, which is funny that we're doing this now when they didn't annoy me this week. Yeah. But I I have to say I do not like the screaming, yelling, all of that stuff. Not a fan. Not the fan of the Chris Tucker. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of the of the screaming and yelling. I thought this week when it had where uh, D'Angelo with uh, was hung over, mm-hmm. I thought it was really funny. I thought he's a great character. You know, he's very underrated. I know we gave him a lot of shit. Yo, fam, fam, yeah, <laughs> fam. I was like, bro, could you be any more? <laughs> any more token? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, fam, um, fam. But again. If this is leading the way for them to um, to be more prominent, and it's a cool, it's actually a cool way to introduce them. To be honest, like when they eventually do wrestle on Raw, it will be a big deal because they've been there, they've had altercations with people, but never physical. So I'm wondering what team will be the one that pushes them into physicality, and if it, it, you know what implications that will have on their tag team championships in NXT. But again. Not a big fan of a lot of the promo work, but I am a big fan of them being on the show. I, I love the Street Profits. All right. I love the Street Profits, too. Um, yes, but yes, tone it, tone it a little bit. You know. Let's talk about that. Uh, SmackDown Live. Great show. Great show. Top really to bottom. Love it. You had whodunits. I thought... You had I, fucking great matches, all that. I thought the opening promo with Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon and... 
Shane McMahon finding Kevin Owens $100,000 and Kevin Owens reacting as someone who should react, who gets fined $100,000. Um, not like, whatever, man, I'll make a million dollars. Nah. Like, yeah. it's someone like, yo, my kids. <laughs> That's a down payment on a house. I was like, God, God. I was like, God damn. All right. Where you living, bro? <laughs> that made me sad. Canada. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought that was really good. I, I love the, again, like, this is so funny that we're having this feud two years later and it's like completely flipped. And, you know, we got to like kind of take KO as an everyman yeah. here. But um, Listen, I do down payments, it. baby. That's every man. <laughs> I do. I do enjoy. I do enjoy this feud. I, li- I like the. Uh, I like the Samoa match that they uh, between KO and, S- and Samoa Joe. I, I think Kevin is just on another level right now. I, 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 like the moment that they even put him in that position to run for the title, I think it's going to be the hottest angle, the hottest story. And if the, if they're if he's going to do it on, man, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be really, really dope. I agree. I agree. Um, what else? Big. Talk about, uh, I mean, we got to we got to get right to it. Buddy Murphy versus Roman Reigns. Listen, Buddy Murphy showing up, showing out. Roman Reigns once again, um, in, in a situation where you know last week we kind of scoffed at it, right? The thought of yeah. Roman Reigns versus Buddy <laughs> on SummerSlam, dead ass, like. Um, and it didn't happen. They had the restraint to do that there, but do but have a Roman Reigns match on TV. Well, it, yeah, it, it works much better in this context, to be honest with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but well, they had they had Buddy work SummerSlam against Apollo, and they right. continued this. They continued the story at SummerSlam with Buddy being attacked, and uh, and basically the match being thrown out because Rowan had attacked him. Right. So you have Buddy Murphy here as the linchpin to this Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns feud, which. You know, of course, we'll elevate those two men, but we'll also elevate Buddy for even being around them. And even before we get to the match, like I thought his interactions with Roman were great. I thought his interaction in the backstage area with Daniel Bryan, who is completely unhinged. Wait, wait, fucking wait. I got, I got to play. If we're talking about this, I got to play this. Hold on. Hold on. All right, we got to play this. Listen. It's 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 crazy out here backstage in WWE. People are getting killed. People are almost killed. People people are getting you know. People are snitching. Snitching and getting stitching. Oh my god! Listen, it's a big rich town on SmackDown. It's crazy. It's crazy. Listen, man. Daniel Bryan had him up against the wall. Like, yo, say you lied. Say you lied, B. What hand you roll up with? <laughs> Say you lie. Say you lie. Say you a liar, cause that's what you are, dog. Dan- Again, we had we talked about the Daniel Bryan CM Punk thing. Daniel Bryan won our super superstar of the decade uh, tournament. Right. He's living and, up to it. Yeah. There's nothing. There's not much to say about this guy. Even when he's not actively like wrestling a whole lot, he is giving us some of the best performances. That he's ever he's ever done. Like I, I think that his promos were spectacular. I think that we are literally we know it's him, which is why it's so funny. Like we know it is him. It's just that how they're gonna get there is gonna be so fucking great, and why he's doing it is gonna be great as well. Uh, we, we got a tease at the end of this episode that it's going. He's going to reveal who. Listen, look, is. look at SmackDown giving teases. Come on, you, you feel me? They don't Come ever on. do that. Come on, hold up, hold up, hold up. SmackDown giving teases. When that comes on next week, 
I just want you to remember that we gotta see how this unfolds. It's co- it's crazy. Up in the six. I don't think Aberdeen, Washington is a big rich town. <laughs> <laughs> I just come I just, from the coldest part, baby. <laughs> uh, but Roman Reigns, Buddy Murphy, I, I really, really, really liked. Um, obviously, Buddy Murphy can go. He just needed to prove it. And here we got it in all its glory. I thought Roman gave Buddy a whole lot during this match. Yeah. I took all the knee strikes, took a Kamagoye to the face, all of that stuff. Uh, I love the spear. I don't think I've ever seen Roman give a spear like that nah. in my life. <laughs> Listen, not only the, uh, he gave the spear, he rolled through. Also, Buddy Murphy flips his ass off. It's incredible. I think they saw Goldberg's spear on Dolph Ziggler, and I was like, nah, I got that beat. Yeah, let, let's let's go up. Let's go up a little bit. Let's, let's, let's turn that up. It's a it's a fantastic. It was a fantastic moment for Buddy Murphy. I'm interested to see how he's continued or interweaved in this entire thing. He's really looking like a herb. Um, it's, yeah, he, be, got, he got to he got to beat somebody ass. He got to beat somebody ass. He got to be. You really do. You really do at this point. Um, uh, you feel as though Buddy got buried. A lot of people are saying that. Fuck no. He's not even on the show. How are you gonna get buried if you're never on the show, bro? <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to get buried if you... That's like... How are you going to get buried and you're not on the show? Now you on the show. How are you getting buried? Um, Charlotte and Ember Moon had a match. Much better than the Met last... Whatever whatever six seconds of fame that match was last time. Um, Gave Ember a lot. I think they've been giving Ember a lot. Uh, even in defeat. And I think that was the story of the week. Is that a lot of the people that got defeated... Uh, this week, even if they're crowd favorites, fan favorites, they got a lot in defeat and they looked really good. I thought this definitely was the case here for Ember Moon. I would not be hanging my head if you're a fan at where she's positioned. It seems to be that she's firmly at the upper mid of the women's division on SmackDown. It's yeah. just that I think this loss it just seems as though she's just not going to get the next title shot. I think they realize they got a great hand on their hands. Um, she has a fantastic match with Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair once again does it again two times in one week. I mean, she, you know, it's been a long time since she's done it two times in one week. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, but the circumstance is a little bit different in her personal life. So you know, uh, you know, it's good. Oh wow, she getting yeah, she a little. Showed us. She's showing a little. You know, she's showing off a little bit. But Ember Moon versus Charlotte Flair, I think it's fantastic. I think if they continue, I still think they should have put the belt on Ember Moon. But here we are. Now we're in this this Bailey world of whatever they're doing. Bailey versus it's, Charlotte it's, again. It's <laughs> clear that it's going to be Charlotte. It's, the, you you were the one who pointed out that Clash of Champions is in North Carolina. So um, uh, there we are. I mean, yeah. So we could potentially see it. Um what else happened? Oh, the the uh, Randy Orton Kofi thing. I com- almost completely forgot about this. Yeah, I mean Randy Orton and Kofi. That happened at SummerSlam. The match happened. It ended up leaving in a double countout, which the people were not happy with. Um, people. It was really- the qu- I had no clue what had happened. No, there. I don't know what happened either because it kind of just they were out of the ring for maybe like five seconds and then someone called it. It was very very weird. The crowd rightfully so, so should have called bullshit on it. Um, I think they can do much better than that. I know that we didn't talk about it in our summer SummerSlam recap. We knew that it was going to continue here, um, but I, again, this the six man tag was it was really actually pretty good. I loved the angle afterwards where he gave everyone in the New Day an RKO. It reminded me of 2009 Randy Orton where he just decimated people. Just um, disrespectful, I, I really disrespectful. What did he have? He had the brain thing, the anger thing. 
Yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah that uh, a what was it? AEW, IED. What were we talking about? I, I something aggressive, something. I, I completely forgot. I know what you're talking about something, <laughs> some disorder. I mean, he, he was wild out. He was wild out. I like the revival as his cronies here. I, I I really do think that those three could do a lot of cool things. The only thing is, like, they're on Raw, so like, and they just beat the tag team champions. So yeah, how the fuck does that work? But I, I did. Yeah. I am in. I'm in on this feud now. I like it. I like it. I mean, I think we're just hitting the gear. I don't think this will end anytime soon, so people better get used to it at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, SmackDown was great. Raw was great. Quite frankly, this episode of the A Show, one hundred percent great as well. I'm not even gonna powered, lie. powered by Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich. Get yours. Is there anything else, Emil, that you want to talk about? Um, let's see. I heard some. I heard you know, what, what have I heard? You know, I can't. Because a lot of it's happened on NXT. I just want to say, tune in to NXT. There's some good stuff there. Um, tune in to NXT and, and listen to the call-up. Listen Friday. to the call-up if you can't tune in to NXT. Or if you can, you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right. And if that's all that Mills has, that's all that I have as well. Thank you so much for listening to the A-Show episode 95. We are five weeks away from A-Show 100. Uh, thank you guys again for listening to us all these weeks. We have so much content coming up for you on uh, RNC Radio. We have The Lookout. Meals, what are you guys talking about on The Lookout this week? So The Lookout, we go through. This is Jeff's pick of the summer. Um, we're doing anime picks. We're doing Still Summer at Kaime House. We've got you know my pick coming up in a couple weeks. We have Jeff pick this week, which is Hunter Hunter. If you're a fan of that anime, you're going to want to tune into this episode. We talk about the Hunter exam arc. If you're not familiar yet, you're going to want to tune into this because... Quite frankly, it's one of the shows, it's one of the animes that I think is great. I watched it myself on the recommended of Jeff. Um, it turned out to be fantastic. We talk about the Hunter Exam arc. Tune in. Uh, yeah, that's all I can say. And in two weeks, we'll be talking about My Hero Academia. So, um, look oh, out. Yeah. Look out to turn um, it up. We also have the G Show, G1 final episode coming on Saturday with myself and Cyrus. You have, of course, the call up with MJ coming up as well. Um, and then next, actually, no, Friday, Late Fees is back. We have our, uh, we have a short little 40 minute episode before we do our, our main, uh, we're going to the fall, so to speak. So we're going to be doing an episode on Dwayne The Rock Johnson, ironically, <laughs> next week. But Ooh. this week you do have a really cool episode from the Late Fees boys, uh, myself included, where we talk about our favorite movies of the year so far and a couple of cool trends that uh, we, we really like with the movie industry right now and uh we also have a new podcast with myself and patrick Fifi called so help me god and it's all about the righteous gemstones tv show uh starring danny mcbride that is airing on hbo on sundays so we have more tv content for you guys and hey we might have a very special episode of over the medicated dropping as well so take a look out or not take a look out but be on the lookout for that i mean you take a look out too you know what i'm saying (laughs) and you can also take a look out and hang out and comment you know, he's he's got the uh, he's got the great drinks there right here. Yeah, I, yeah. So I've heard. <laughs> and great magazine, great great reading material. <laughs> uh, so until next time, thank you guys for uh, listening to the A Show. I'm Justin. They say this is a big rich town. Yeah, and they're right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Oh, really? It's a big rich town. <laughs> the A Show. <laughs>